So, just last Sunday, it was my turn to do the homily, and for some reason, while preaching about how to prepare for the coming of Christ, I found myself giving suggestions on how to prepare. And I said that we could start by getting rid of our pettiness, our jealousies, our selfishness and pride. We should stop our gossiping and bullying. This is so true. And these are not suggestions for kids. We are all guilty of pettiness, selfishness and gossip. Point in case was our dear Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau at the NATO summit this last week caught on camera gossiping with other world leaders about Donald Trump. Now, I'm not going to take the opportunity to criticize our Prime Minister, and I'm not a fan, but the truth is that we are all guilty. In his case, he should know better because he's a world leader and there are cameras everywhere. And Donald Trump is no saint either. Maybe we can all take this as a reminder that we need to stop our gossiping. We need to just stop saying things about others that are not nice. If it's not true, if it's not helpful, if it's not kind, if it's not necessary, don't say it. Seems basic, but how easy is it to forget and to fall into bad habits formed in elementary school? Advent is about change, so let's change. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to an all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I am Billy Chan. And Billy with us. With Noel Oko. Noel hey, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Finally, Noel. He's been begging me, begging me. <laughs> begging. Every, every day. Can I every be on the day. Salt and Light Hour? Please. Can I be on the Salt and Light Hour? So Noel's going to help us with our news today. Noel is here. Noel, Noel is going to help us with our news today. And it's not because Noel, <laughs> Noel. is coming soon. Okay. Noel we just need to st- you're probably you probably fed up with those story you know jokes about your name at this point I'm indifferent yeah. I've heard it all I've heard it all okay. uh, Noel's Noel anyway um, a special hello to all those who are listening to us on the Catholic channel if you're driving sit back turn on up the volume enjoy the ride if you're uh, listening uh, because you subscribe subscribed on Apple Music on Spotify Google Play Roku hello to all of you um, and, and, a, and a reminder to everyone that all the shows are archived at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. In case you don't get to listen to the whole program, you can always just go back and listen to the to the show. So, Noel, you're here with us today. Yep. And and after our song, we're going to go to our news. Are there any headlines that we need to uh, well, There's some pretty know? interesting headlines that have been making the news over the past couple of days. Uh, for example, there was postponement of a beatification, which I'll, I'll right. go into details. Yes. It's been making the rounds. Also, uh, the uh, the Quebec is looking to expand uh, some of the uh, euthanasia eligibilities. Oh, of course, I will yes, go into yeah, that. I heard about that. Yeah, wow. that's in Canada. Yeah, that's in, in Canada. Yeah, and and in the U.S., a uh, embattled bishop uh, has resigned early. Really? Okay, yep. so we're going to hear so about we'll that. Okay, so all those details are coming soon. up with Noel Oko yep. uh, in a little bit, about five minutes or so. And then after that, Jillian Cantor is going to join us. She has something right. that she's learned from her kids. Uh, for I don't know if it's for Advent or not, but anyway, a good lesson that's in about ten minutes, right after the news, and then Church for Dummies. Yeah, we are going to talk about another kind of prayer, which is prayed by the Beats again. So oh, you, you will know what he's got. Okay, so last week we were talking about the Rosary, yeah. and you yeah. want to continue uh, talking about those kinds of prayers. So that's Church for Dummies with <laughs> Billy Chan, coming up uh, in about I don't know twenty minutes or so, fifteen minutes, um, and then okay, so. You guys are not going to... Well, you have kids. Yeah. Noah has kids. Yeah, do you, no do you ever talk to your kids about the spiritual battle between good and evil? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's pretty uh, I'll deep. take that as a no. 
<laughs> okay, so so how do you teach your kids about the spiritual battle between good and evil, and and do you even teach your kids about that? Because how do you teach your kids? Well, about that? why don't we just wait and speak okay. to a woman who's going to be my guest <laughs> okay. uh, in the second half hour? So Carissa Douglas, um, she actually was in this program in 2012, I think. She wow, she began writing she began writing children's books. Uh, based on her own kids. So her last name is Douglas and the kids are called the Little Duglings. Um, and she wrote all <laughs> these sharp. children's, all these little children's books, um, you know, to tease her kids about confession and about At the Eucharist. Okay, this is when they were little. Okay. Now her oldest, like the old, the older six kids are, I don't know, at least the top, the older three 10, or right? so are, no, they're teenagers. Oh, teenagers. So of course, now she has 13 kids. Wow. And she's written an adventure story about her oldest six kids. Wow. Um, and it's all about, I'm not going to tell you, they meet a saint and, and there's all these, you know, it's kind of a fun adventure story called Mystic yeah. Informant. Um, so I'm looking forward to speaking to Carissa Douglas in our second mm. half hour. So you don't want to miss that. Um, that's in about 25 minutes. Um, again, if you're not going to be listening to the program 25 minutes from now, just go to our website. All the programs are archived there, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Um, at the end of the show, I'm a little torn. This is Billy what? always Billy always wants to know the music that we play. Yes. I'm, I'm a little torn about playing Christmas music during Advent. Yeah. Same Why here. is that? I Why never that? do that. No, same here. We no, I never uh, do that. I really? Never do that. We shouldn't listen to Christmas music when it's Advent. Like, no, because because you should wait until it's Christmas to celebrate Christmas. You need to sure. be like it's, it's it's like listening to like Jesus is not born yet, so why are we listening to? So is Christmas carols okay? See, your name is Noel, so I'm a little torn yeah. here having you part of this conversation because <laughs> you're probably listening to like Christmas music all year round. All right? year round, all my year headphones. Round. Anyway, we're gonna make we're gonna make an exception today because. Uh, oh. We are going to play Christmas music, but these are all original songs, so okay. they're not your traditional Christmas music. Okay. Um, I'm really excited because my friend Nancy Bodsworth, she's a Canadian singer-songwriter. She has a Christmas album. Um, Nancy was featured on this show in 2009. Wow. Okay, That's 10 wow. years ago. 10 years ago. Ten she was years. one of the first artists we had in the show. Okay. It's because she hasn't been able to be writing music. She's finally back in the studio. She has a new Christmas album, and it's excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So we should have her back in the studio then. She actually is going. Meal. No, she's actually going to be live in the studio. She's coming to the. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. She's going to be here in the studio with us today, Nancy uh, Botsworth. Very and nice. so we're going to be talking to Nancy at the end of the program. Again, if you're not going to be listening to the show, you certainly want to go home and uh, go to the website, listen to the program, or you know, subscribe. everywhere you can just subscribe search anywhere hour. you get your podcast, <laughs> Salt and Light Hour Catholic Podcast. Exactly. Um, so why don't we start with a song? Yeah. Why don't we start with a song? It's Noel. normal. Is that it? So here's a Christmas song. But it's an original, like I said, by Nancy Bodsworth. It's called Only a Star from Nancy Bodsworth's new Christmas album, The Greatest Gift. In the night sky, twinkling so bright, breaks through the darkness, bursting with light. say 
stars that came from the east and traveled so far and knelt down to worship for they knew one thing the babe in the manger was holy the king of all kings That was only a star from Nancy Bodsworth's new Christmas album, The Greatest Gift. And we're going to be speaking with Nancy Bodsworth in about 30 minutes. But first, Noel is still here with our news. Thanks for having me. Some pretty interesting things have been happening in the world today, especially in the Catholic world. Uh, why don't we begin with uh, in the U.S., okay, yes. where a scheduled beatification of Archbishop Fulton Sheen Yes. Uh, has been postponed. Yes, I heard that. Uh, after several bishops, believe it or not, had asked that the cause be given more time for examination. Really? So it was the bishops? It was the bishops. So you can imagine it was quite a surprise to the Diocese of uh, Peoria. Yeah. Uh, especially since they were the ones who took up the cause uh, for sainthood for uh-huh. the Archbishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had originally received word from the Vatican on November the 18th that the beatification was a go and it was scheduled to take place this month on the on 21st, 21st in yeah. Ohio. Yes. Okay. However, the diocese was notified on December the 2nd that the Holy See had decided to postpone the date of the beatification at the request of a few members, and we don't know which no. members, but a few members of the Bishop's Conference during their ad limina visit in yeah. Rome. Uh-huh. Okay. So at this point, there is 
Rangers. That's so it's yeah. Yeah, it happened yeah, very. I'm fast. sure it's a developing story. We're probably going to hear more it's about a, this next week. It's a week. developing yeah, story, absolutely. absolutely. But by now, everybody knows that it's been postponed. Yeah. Bishop Sheen. Yeah. yeah. So, but right now, that there's still no indication, you know, when it's expected to happen. Yeah. So we, it's a big question. A lot of people are kind of wondering right. when and wondering why. Right. Exactly. Okay. So let's now go to Canada. Yes. So the so check this out. The the health minister of Quebec announced uh, two days ago that the province is going to open a consultation to expand euthanasia eligibility. Yes. yes. Okay. For those who can no longer give informed consent. I know. Yeah. Or 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 yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, or for those uh, are not facing imminent death. So they're basically opening it up. They're opening yeah, up they're almost. Pushing, yeah. They're pushing. Yeah. And they're going to keep pushing the boundaries and pushing the boundaries. Now, yeah. what's particularly interesting is that the proposed expansion would open euthanasia for people with Alzheimer's disease mm-hmm. and other degenerative conditions to provide advanced mm-hmm. consent. Yes. Because currently, at the moment. You know, the rules stipulate that you have to give consent at the time that you're asking for yes. it and at the time that you're about to receive it. So there's a it, dual exactly. consent. Exactly. And you, you have to already be near death. Near death. Exactly. exactly. So if you have Alzheimer's, you could live for 20 years. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> so that's uh, so basically now they, they've opened up for consultation. And the health yeah, minister is saying so that she expects sad. it to be complete by the end of 20 seconds. Yeah. So sad. So sad. And that's I think it's going to it's going to follow. The rest of Canada is going to follow because it's federally. Yeah. It's it's also uh, legal here in Canada. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. And yeah. also if the uh, the CCCB has the not issued a statement on that yes. yet. Yeah, absolutely. So. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah, and then you said that there was a bishop in the yeah. States. Yeah, and one last one here is that uh, it, it, the, the the resignation of Buffalo's embattled bishop, Bishop Richard Malone, he resigned okay. um, early. Uh, the statement from the Apostolic Nuncio said that Bishop Malone had asked the Holy Father for an early retirement during the bishop's ad limina visit to Rome. Yeah. After being made aware... Okay, that the results of the results of the apostolic visitation to his diocese of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in a statement issued by the bishop yesterday, he said that the results of the apostolic visitation were a factor in his decision to resign, but he's doing so freely and voluntarily. Okay. Okay. Now, until a permanent bishop uh, is appointed in Buffalo, the diocese will be administered by the Bishop of Albany, okay. Bishop Edward Scarfenberger. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And, and that's well, basically it. I didn't it. know about his story. I'm interested in, in learning more. Again, I'm sure it's going to be a developing story. You don't know how old, so he's not close to retirement age? You don't uh, know how old I, he is. I don't have the exact date yeah. on that, but yeah. no, he was still yeah. quite a few years yeah. off. Interesting. And yeah, interesting. Sorry to hear about that. Anyway, thank you again. All, All right. these stories, I'm sure we're going to hear more in the coming weeks. In the coming weeks. Thank you, Noel. Good to have you with us. <laughs> My pleasure. On the program, Noel Okol is a producer here at Salt and Light Media. You can follow him on Twitter at Noel Okol. Hey, Audrey Assad here from Nashville, Tennessee, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. I'm Deacon Pedro. If you missed any part of this program or to listen to any interview again, go to our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. All our programs are archived there. And now it's time for... What I Learned from My Kids with Jillian Cantor. Jillian, welcome back to the program. Happy Advent. Happy Advent, I know. When I talk to you, it makes it the liturgical calendar and the speed with which it passes very aware. Good. Very <clears throat> very yeah. uh, apparent. Yes, yeah. That we, yeah. We are zooming through the year. Yeah, good, good. So you have Advent lessons for us? Uh, it's just a, it's a lesson. Just a it lesson. It could pertain to Advent if you would like to. 
but <laughs> okay, we'll you can make the connection. You can make it whatever you okay. like. Okay, <laughs> all right. What did you learn from your kids? Then? So I, what I'm learning from my kids is that it is good to spend some quiet time and alone time with your mommy and your daddy. Okay. Or your mommy, or your daddy. Yes. <laughs> Whichever. Yes. It's good to have some quiet and alone time. Yes. Um, I had the opportunity last Friday to go to a concert. I had two tickets. Um, and so I could take a child with me. So I, after some thinking, decided, well, I think Annie would really like to come. So um, I told Annie about this concert, and she was gung-ho and ready to go and very excited. And it was just, a, she was the sweetest little date. We had a lovely time, um, and it just gave me a different perspective. Well, not really. I mean, I know who she is, but it just gave me this a different time or amount of time to appreciate who she is and yeah. see out in the world how she sees things and um, what her commentary is on things and mm. just the delight in her sense of humor. And I loved it. And she loved it too. You could tell she was very snuggly and cuddly and was always grabbing my hand and pulling me to the next thing and asking me lots of questions. And it was just a good time to have mm. with her. And I've had different opportunities here and there. David and I have never really made it a focus or an intention that, okay, we're going to make sure we have one-on-one yeah. -on -one time with each of the kids. We never really made that a priority. Mm -hmm. um, but it would just come, upon, come about because of what we happened to be doing. Like if I had taken one of the boys to ball practice, well, then afterwards we might stop and get a donut. Right. Mostly because I wanted a donut. <laughs> but also it served the purpose of spending a little extra time with that one child because it can get surprise surprise loud and crazy in a mix of six yes young kids. absolutely um so it's nice to have that to just pull them out and have that time one-on-one -on -one. Mm -hmm. um, and you can tell that it means something to them too and they desire it uh, when i told annie that she was going to get to go to this concert with me it made her very happy but not surprisingly it made clara mm -hmm. the next little girl very sad because she wasn't going so i was trying to comfort her amid her tears she was sobbing on my shoulder and I say, oh, Clara, mommy will take you on a date. We will go to a restaurant and we will have brie and beets because those are two <laughs> of her favorite things, strangely enough. Yeah. Um, those are things she loves to eat. And immediately she stopped crying and she looked at me with a big smile and she said, and maybe a little bit of poutine? <laughs> like, <Aww>. sure. <laughs> so I have to find a restaurant that has beets and brie <laughs> and poutine, but it'll be great. We're going to have a great time. Um, so knowing how it is good to spend that time with mommy or daddy, mm -hmm. it has also made me look at my own, my own mommy and daddy. Mm -hmm. um, we were, I was fortunate to have them visiting here. They live in Saskatchewan. We are mm -hmm. in Ontario. Um, they were visiting a week ago, and it just made me appreciate that time that I get to have with them. Um, when we go to visit them in Saskatchewan, there's always a lot of things to do, and if the other family members are there, again, it's, it's a crazy household. There's a lot of people and there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. um, and then also I know as much as my mom and dad love my kids and love to spend time with their grandkids, they also, I think, appreciate seeing me as their daughter and not also as somebody's mom and somebody's wife at the same time. Right. That they can just take that time and appreciate me as daughter and I can appreciate them yeah, as mom yeah, yeah. and dad yeah. instead of Grammy and Papa, uh -huh. if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So it it just gave me this renewed love of sitting with them and being with them and talking with them mm -hmm. um, because I can't get enough of that. I love to ask them a lot of questions when I'm with them um, and just hear their different 
perspectives about life and about their history and growing up and what was it like when they were young yeah. and my age and the things that they remember and the stories they tell uh, mean a lot to me and I, I'm trying my best as I hear them to write them down because these are things yes. I'm going to want to remember and to be able to share with my kids and um, and also just direct my life upon. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm enjoying being a mummy, having time to spend with each of my individual children, but I'm also enjoying getting to be that child and spend time with my mommy and daddy. Yes. Um, yes. But then, of course, there's also another mother and father <laughs> that mm-hmm. it's good to have that one-on-one time with. Um, and it's just prompting me and pushing me during this Advent season to make sure I sit down and have that special one-on-one time Yes. with our Lord. I can often, because of the busyness and craziness, I can often claim, or I often will claim, our child's prayer time at bedtime as my own as well. Mm. Um, and while it's meaningful and it is something, it is prayer, it's not necessarily my own. It's not my own quiet time with the Lord. Right. So I'm really trying to push myself to sit down, chill out, <laughs> grab, grab the Bible, yeah. have an Advent journal. Let's sit down and spend some time with my daddy in heaven. Yes, and, and your um, mother. Just hear what he has to say. What are his stories? What is his perspective on life and living, and what can I take away from him? So mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah, this mommy and daddy time. Alone that's good. Time. Good, and it's it is good. Ad- good Advent advice, because um, that's a perfect thing to do during Advent. And I think that for parents, absolutely make make time to 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 spend one on one time with your kids, with or without poutine. <laughs> Our U.S. listeners have no idea what that is. Poutine, Canadian <laughs> cuisine at its best. Yes, and it's the favorite of my five-year-old daughter. That's <laughs> wonderful. Okay, good. Good to do during Advent or any time of the year, quiet, alone time, not with your kids, not just with your p- kids, not just with your parents, but also with our Heavenly Father and our Mother Mary. Thank you, Jillian. Well, thank you. Have a blessed rest of the Advent season, and we'll talk to you just before Christmas. Okay, sounds great. Amen. Jillian Cantor is the producer of the Salt and Light TV program, Mothering Full of Grace. She's the writer of A Woman's Voice, and she's the wife of David and the mother of Joseph, Henry, Annie, Clara, Jane, and Leo. Hi, this is Matt Marr. You're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. The Salt and Light Hour podcast is available off iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Roku. Be sure to go and subscribe. And now it's time for... Church for Dummies. With Billy Chan, who has a question about more beads Beads prayer, yes. You know, um, uh, for Catholic, there are two kinds. Can I say there are two kinds? Maybe there are only two kinds. uh, Okay, yeah, I don't... Maybe. What I know is there are only uh, two kinds. Okay, rosary and... And... Divine Mercy. The Divine Mercy Chaplet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, what is it and you know how do we play about pray that? the yeah. divine mercy yeah the divine mercy chaplet was a prayer uh, as far as I know that was given to uh, sister Faustina Kowalska she's a saint a, she's a saint mm-hmm. yeah sorry saint Faustina <laughs> Kowalska a Polish uh, nun uh-huh. in like 1935 oh it's so, recent yeah well no I mean I mean yeah <laughs> you know when we talk about saints a hundred years ago yes yeah, yeah no recent. she's a yeah. 20th century saint uh-huh. uh, Polish nun uh in uh, and and she received a vision. She has a whole series of visions with Jesus. Wow! And there's a whole her diary. Sister Faustina's di- diary is all the 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 
How descriptions mm-hmm. of these visions, and Jesus wow. spoke with her, and and apparently Jesus gave her this prayer. Wow. Now directly, I, yes. So I don't know to what extent the prayer has evolved since what was given to Sister yeah. Faustina, but I'm pretty sure that that the prayer. Uh, which is not a long prayer, so yeah, it's, it's, it's prayed. Than rosary. It's, it's much shorter than the rosary, but it's still prayed in that you say a prayer with the with the big B, yes. and then you do ten prayers uh, 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 for the sorrowful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see, now I can't think of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 no, but it's very easy to find. It's online very easy anywhere. to find online. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's it's a prayer asking for for mercy. You know, uh, people saying that we all we can only pray that on Friday, 3 p.m. Is it true? No, it's not true. I think that that's uh, the tradition. It's but because like, of like any devotion, because that's the time that that Jesus died, mm-hmm. three o'clock, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and the whole world. That's it. Um, that's the prayer that you say ten ten times. Yeah. Um, uh, you can pray at any time. Okay. You can pray at any time. Any okay. prayer is good. Any time. That's good. Now you know. Now we have like rosary and divine mercy chaplet. And which, which one? Which one is better? So we want, you know, just like you know those, those the battle like battle uh, of the prayers, ba- battle of camera. You know, you need to compare like those camera. Now, you know, we have rosary and divine mercy. I don't one, know. Maybe you should let our audience tell no, us. <laughs> no, one is from Mary. One came from Mary, and one came from Jesus. Yeah, and which one is better? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I, I if it, I, I have a really hard time with the rosary. I much prefer the Divine Mercy Chaplet. That's a personal preference. I don't know why. Okay. Um, I find it a little more, uh, not because it's shorter, but it's kind of more straight to the point. It's very clear. You're asking for mercy. I don't have to meditate on the life of Jesus okay. and say say these the other words. Uh, yeah, that's just like that's like too much. My brain can't do all that at the same time. <laughs> um, uh, but I there's something about Divine Mercy that really I find very. Uh, uh, prayerful, okay, uh, but that's just me. That doesn't mean that that's better or not better. Okay, so can can we? You know, this is actually lead to another question saying about prayer. Okay, because uh, we have rosary, we have um, uh, divine mercy chaplet, and then the thing is, uh, can we just say a random prayer like? I pray to God, and you know, just randomly, just talk to God. That's the kind of prayer. Absolutely. Is it a? There's nothing which is po- most powerful, right? No, I, I don't. So, think so I do not need to do like. No. I, it's the same thing, right? If I do rosary, is praying to God, um, uh, divine mercy, praying to God, our Father, praying to God, every yeah, no. everything. There's nothing that says that you can't pray off the top of your head, okay. or that you have to pray something that's memorized. Uh-huh. I would say that a prayer that comes from the heart, that's authentic, that's in your own words, mm-hmm. is probably more effective because it's coming from the heart. It's very okay. hard to say the words of someone else yeah. and make them authentic. Okay. But you can absolutely do that as well. It's it's like when Jesus says uh, and gives us the Lord's Prayer in the Gospels, he doesn't say pray using these words. He say pray in this way. Mm-hmm. So he's giving us a, formu- a format. Like we should pray and think of God as Father. We should ask for forgiveness. We should pray for God's kingdom. We should uh, be thankful. You know, like those are... Th- those are kind of formulas for prayer. Okay, doesn't so mean that we have to use certain words. Basically, it's subjective to people, right? I if think you so. feel more uh, comfortable with this kind of prayer, like praying with beat, absolutely, then you do it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, like we said last week, I think that there is power to the words of the the angelic salutation, the Hail Mary, yeah. um, in its mm, yeah. in, in its sense. And but if you just want to say Mary. Uh, help me get closer to your son Jesus and you want to say that 10 times that's probably just as good wow I would say maybe our listeners will will think differently I would say I love you Mary 10 times you can say that and that would be a beautiful prayer right
That would be a beautiful prayer. Um, I'm curious to know what people would have to say because I'm sure that we have some rosary lovers out there and we also have some Divine Mercy Chaplet prayers out, yeah. lovers out there. Right to us. Right to us. <laughs> there you go. At B. Joe Chan is Billy and I'm at Deacon Pedro. Um, thank you, Billy Chan, our webmaster here at Salt and Light TV. Coming up in our second half hour, a good and evil Catholic children's adventure story and Nancy Bodsworth has a new Christmas album, so stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. Okay, let me see if I get this straight. Six young brothers and sisters go on an adventure that leads them to an encounter with Saint Padre Pio who helps them fight against powers of a dark and looming enemy and teaches them lessons about God's love, forgiveness, and mercy. That's the outline of Mystic Informant, the latest book by author Clarissa Douglas, a story that features the powers of the saints, angels, prayer, and the sacramental. Clarissa Douglas wrote the story based on her real children. Well, the six eldest of her 13 children. And to tell us more, I am now joined by Carissa Douglas from her home in Georgina, Ontario. Carissa, welcome back to the Salt Hi. and Light Hour. So happy to be here. I know. See, I had to mention Georgina there because it's just up the up the road from my home. That's right. My neighbors. Shout out. <laughs> um, so you and your husband, Patrick, have 13 children? Yes, we do. <laughs> and I'm sorry to do that because I think we shouldn't, you know, like it should be normal for for us right right you know like and usually that's the second question right how many kids do you have oh i know are you and, catholic and you're <laughs> probably tired of people making a comment right and i don't want to be that guy but i don't mind it's, it's a good it's a good opportunity because uh, when they'll say like wow you have your hands full i'll be like yeah a blessing <laughs> but no, okay good. but what i'm trying to do is trying to keep their names straight even when i'm reading the <laughs> book so can you just give us their names or at if least I can keep them straight, because <laughs> I am a mom, and when I had two, I had problems keeping their names straight. So, yeah. yes, the, the oldest of the crew is Liam, uh -huh. and then Christian, Alora, Mary, Angelica, Serena, Joachim, and then even the little ones are in the book. They're, yes. they're kind of a little bit of a smaller part. And so they're um, Kiara, the twins, James and Jacinta, and then little Calista. And unfortunately, the, the other two weren't born yet. So okay. uh, they didn't make it in. So there's only 11 kids in the book. Okay, that's right, because you just, you, you. I had just had little You just cows. have, yes. Yeah. Okay, so congratulations. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so the, these, these are your children, and yeah. these are the same kids that are in the story. That's right. Same names. You didn't even change the names. Nah, they would. They would be very disappointed. <laughs> and you and your husband are in the story as well. You didn't change your husband's name either. I didn't, and and my name, strangely, I, I couldn't, it doesn't appear in the I book. was just going to say, I don't think your name appears there. No, You're just doesn't. mom. <laughs> there was just this strange feeling I had, like I didn't, I felt uncomfortable putting my own name in. So yeah. there's a lot of references to the mother, the their mother. mother bed. <laughs> mother, mother. Anyway, right. so um, I don't know, well, you probably do remember the last time that we spoke, you were starting, just starting to write the little Douglings series of children's books. That's right. You wrote yeah. three of them, right? Mm -hmm. I go to Jesus, yeah. a gift of myself, and all things new. Um, so let's, I'd like to kind of go back to that. Why did you start writing books for children about, because it's your own children that you're writing about. That's right. Um, 
I had noticed at the time, and this was um, a few years ago, yeah, um, that there was a little bit of a void in in the market at the time, and I was looking for um, books that were a bit more approachable and relatable. Um, we have so many beautiful Catholic books that are um, meant for children, intended for children about saints, and, and they're mm-hmm. they're wonderful in terms of um, creating uh, a beautiful but almost stoic uh, version, I guess, of the faith and something to aspire to. And so I was looking for content that my kids would relate to and, and to give them a sense of how they can live out their Catholic faith in, in a modern or contemporary world, what that looks like while still kind of being faithful to the truths and the richness of our faith. Mm-hmm. So I began with um, first trying to, I guess, find an anchor for the kids in our day and age because there's so much being thrown at them. And, and then I saw the anchor as being the Eucharist and right. trying to foster or teach our children to um, have a relationship with Christ in the Eucharist and to talk to him mm-hmm. as they would talk to a friend. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it began. And then with the success of that one, yeah. um, I started to write the others. And the second one was uh, a nod to Theology of the Body, mm-hmm. an introduction and the idea of the gift of self that and how you can foster that early mm-hmm. on in the home. Mm-hmm. And then that led to the third book, which is a really beautiful book on um, reconciliation and just talking about what type of things you confess, like how to, um, I guess, not be too nervous. Mm-hmm. Little kids get so nervous about it, so yeah. to try to make mm. it a more comfortable and joyful space for them. Yeah, and, Adult, uh, adults get nervous too. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, they get very nervous. And right. In fact, that's like most of my books actually are speaking to not only children, but yeah. they're, they're truths that speak to the hearts of, of the older crew, too. Absolutely, and absolutely. Now, those were sort of little children's books. Now, I, yeah. uh, as your children are getting older, it makes sense that the, 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 the format of the stories gets older, if I can say that. So how did Mystic yeah. Informant come to me? So um, I actually sat down thinking I was writing the next installment of like children's picture yeah. books, Yeah. and this story started coming out. And it's, it was a very strange experience, but then I, I think I recognize that I'm growing with my children as well, mm-hmm. and, and I'm starting to have some little young teenagers, and and I think this was kind of a, in response to that. And uh, the story is fun, too, because I, I think we were all caught up in, in books that we loved, like the Chronicles of Narnia yeah. and Lord of the Rings and all those fun books, and I thought it would be really great to have a book that's explicitly Catholic, yeah. not necessarily allegorical, and... Mm-hmm. And I, I, I found it fun to to bring, I guess, my little duggling upon that journey. Yeah, absolutely. And you had the children help you write it? Um, I did in a way. They they became uh, because they're perfect. They're my target market. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So it was it was a different experience. It was an organic writing experience. Mm-hmm. So I would write a chapter or two, and then we'd all sit at the dining room table, like the oldest seven, mm-hmm. and I would read it, and I would just be gauging kind of their responses and. And um, just their excitement was, was very contagious at the time. And when we get to the end of a chapter, they'd be like, what happens next? And I'd be thinking, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, but did they so give you... it was you... like I was going on the adventure with them. Yeah, that's time. not... Yeah, did they give you suggestions or did they say, oh, I don't like that or... They you... definitely did. Or, yeah, or okay. they would say things like, oh, that's so what Angelica would say. Or, right, you know, so right, exactly. Yeah. And then if they found something, like oftentimes they're finding things in the book and like a key or something, and they mm-hmm. would be like, what's that for? And I'd be like, I don't know. But then I would, I didn't want to disappoint them, so I'd have to really 
dive into what what did we all want that keto right right and uh and so that was a really interesting writing experience yeah um one of the main characters is padre pio why did you pick him is there a particular devotion or is it because of his connection with kind of the spiritual good and evil he is absolutely one of my favorites yeah always has been and and i think even in writing this book i'm like it was written kind of with a nod to him, like, please mm-hmm. let me be considered one of your spiritual daughters. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wrote you a book. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm and pretty sure. he just has so many fun um, abilities that God graced him with that they're, in our, I guess in our culture, we're really into superheroes and things like that. And, and I thought, mm-hmm. we really need to, to introduce a lot of children to the incredible life of Padre Pio and mm-hmm. his abilities, because they're not only supernatural, but they're just um, affirming in faith as well. Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's a great way to, to, to learn about that saint and so many other things because there's so many, like you said, it's like the, the Catholic city, can I say that? Is, it's right. just sort of normal in this family, in this story. Um, you're not only the author, but you're also the illustrator. Yes, that's right. And you did. You were the illustrator for all the the little Dougling series as well, right? Yeah. The, the, the storybooks. Yeah, um, similar to uh, I think T.K. Chesterton started mm-hmm. off really believing like he was an illustrator. Oh, really? <laughs> kind of that was his love, and then uh, I think he almost discovered through illustrating that he was actually more of a writer, and then that was like a real gift. And I yeah. think it's a similar journey in my in That's my case great. as well. Now, I would think that you probably don't have a lot of time to write, so how long did it take to <laughs> put this book together? It was surprisingly fast because of um, reading it with the children. Right. Because as soon as I'd finished, they'd be like, well, write the next chapter. Yeah, and I'd yeah, be yeah. like, I can't. I have to change the twins. I have to. And they were like, we'll do it. So yeah, oh, it that's was, great. Oh. It was an excellent way of motivating my kids Good. to help out a little Good. more so that I would have a little more free time to do things. So I'm sure that now they're asking for the next book, right? They are. As soon as we finish, they ask, um, when's, when's the next book coming out? And um, Oh, that's good. I'm looking forward to that then. Me too. We'll oh, see what happens. Fun. It's going to be see. another probably another adventure. Another saint. Yes. Another adventure. <laughs> anyway, Car- uh, Carissa, that's all we have uh, time for right now. But I'm so glad you wrote the book because it was an excuse to, 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 to talk to you. And, uh, and I got to meet your family at Mass the other day. Right. I have no idea how many kids I met or what no, their names we are. But, the loud section but, the but you took you took up like two pews. Yes, um, <laughs> um it's so good to see you guys. Um um and I'm looking forward to the next book for sure. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. God bless. Carissa Douglas is the author and illustrator of the Little Douglings series. Her latest book is Mystic Informant, published by Scepter. You can purchase the book at scepterpublishers.org, and you can learn more about Carissa's work and the family at littledouglings.com. And to listen to the full interview, in case you missed it, just go to our website, saltandlighttv.org radio. Here now is Nancy Bodsworth with As the Snow from her new Christmas album, The Greatest Gift. As the snow falls upon the ground, your mercy falls on me, and I look to the skies above, I'm in awe of your majesty, my soul in stillness
That was Nancy Bodsworth with As the Snow from her new Christmas album, The Greatest Gift. We first met Nancy 10 years ago. She was one of the very first guests on this program. Now she's married with four children. She's a busy high school drama and music teacher, yet she's made time to work on a new Christmas album that we've been listening to, The Greatest Gift. And I'm so glad because we miss her music. So finally, Nancy Bodsworth here. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Pedro. Thank Live you for having me. It's so good to have you here in the studio. It's very cool to be here. It's good. So, um, why a Christmas album? Well, it's something I've always wanted to do because obviously music is a huge part of the Christmas season for anyone, really. I mean, yeah. as a as a practicing Catholic and someone who's been involved in music ministry my whole life, obviously Christmas and Easter are those high points in the liturgical year where music plays a massive role. Yeah. Um, but I think also um, this is 
Christmas music really pleases everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to put um, both secular and sacred music on the album because I thought, what a cool way to evangelize, you know, give the album to someone who doesn't really go to church and doesn't really think about the real meaning of Christmas and, you know, sneaky, sneak those those hymns in there that they can maybe listen to and God might speak to them. That's a good point because I think that Christmas is the only time of the year where you can turn secular radio on and listen to some sacred music, you know, songs about Jesus. And nobody worries about singing about Jesus for Christmas exactly. and it's acceptable so you have like you said you have um, Oh Holy Night you have Angels We Have Heard on High Hark the Herald Angels Sing but there's also Joy to the World um, Let It Snow Let It Snow Let It Snow which is not a religious song but it's a great Christmas song Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas one of my <laughs> favorite um, as well as some originals yes so which are, which are the ones that we've been listening to we, we heard Only a Star as the Snow and then we're going to end the program with the title song the greatest gift um were these songs that you have been writing over the years or that you sit down and say i'm going to write a christmas album and then you just like oh i gotta write some songs absolutely they're brand new (laughs) okay Um, and i I knew it was sort of in the work so last christmas i i really sort of tried to memorize the moment and take in all the emotions and uh you know, prayerful moments in the church and really try and um, be inspired and write some new Christmas songs. So As the Snow That You Just Heard, I was literally sitting at the piano um, that my grandparents gave us when I was four years old. Black, shiny piano. It's beautiful. It's sitting in my living room. And I closed my eyes. I think it was about the second or third week of Advent. And I said, Lord, please, you know, I need some inspiration here. And I opened my eyes and literally um, it started to snow. Uh-huh. Outside, so I'm like, okay, the snow, the snow, it's falling, and it really reminded me of the the mercy of God and how when snow falls on the ground, it's gentle and it starts very yeah. slowly, and then it just layers and layers, and you know, like God's love, beautiful. all of a sudden it envelops you. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. song. Thank you. Um, um, and and so, but but you were purposely. I hate to use the word, but forcing yourself. Yes. I mean, to write. Yeah, yeah you were. It's like, yeah. I got to I gotta do an album. Yep. It's got to be out for Christmas. So I got a year. A year? Yeah. Pr- from start to finish, it's about, you know, nine, nine, nine months. months. Pregnancy. <laughs> it's my fifth baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nine month gestation. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. From conception to delivery, exactly. nine months. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it took some time so, to write the music. And yeah, so As the Snow was sort of done as more of a, a prayer experience at the piano. Yeah. And uh, Only a Star, which you heard earlier the in the program, yeah. actually was uh, co-written by my daughter, Cecilia. Oh, she's singing. Are they, she is singing She's singing, singing it. in it. Yeah. 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 Okay. And my son, Stephen, is singing at the I was end. I'm wondering if they were both singing. Yes. Um, and do you have other, you also have other tracks where other people are singing? I do. The Your family. Yeah, the last track on the album is a, is a Teze song, actually. Yes. Uh, from France. And my husband's family uses In the Lord I'll Be Ever Thankful as their grace before meals. Lovely. And that was one of the gifts uh, they gave to me when I, when we got married. And honestly, at every family gathering, now the Bodsworths have included it in in their uh, grace before meals. And so basically my in-laws, my sister-in-law, brothers-in-law, sister-brother, everyone's singing. There's about 20-some oh, of us on that well, track. Well, maybe now that people are going to be buying the album, many more people are going to be singing that as their grace because it's such a, 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 a beautiful, and now I didn't know, but a beautiful tradition. Yeah. Um, you had not been, I mean, I don't know if you had been writing music. You certainly were not recording to the extent, because this is your fourth album. That's right. Um, you did, you, I know you've written songs for the school board, mm-hmm. theme songs for Catholic education. 
but as Nancy Botsworth, your own music, is it because you were busy with family and getting married and having children and teaching, or is it was it something else there, they, like a s- different season in your life in terms of as a musician, as a songwriter? Yeah, I think... Honestly, part of it, obviously, recording is hugely expensive. Okay. Like, you know, that that was part of it. So yeah. it was basically when, you know, we paid off one album, then we kind of had money for a new one. And that's that's <laughs> yeah, honestly yeah, yeah. the biggest reason. And the other is that with these Catholic Education Week songs, they sort of were sort of coming up every year. Right. And they're so prescribed because of the theme and the yeah, scripture yeah, reference yeah. that it was like, okay, that's the one we're recording this year and that's the one we're okay. recording this year. Right. Um, but uh, a good friend of mine, Father Ross Campbell, he uh, kept putting the a bug in my ear to do a Kickstarter campaign um, back, you yes. know, you know, last summer, like almost a year and a half ago. And I kept sort of poo-pooing the idea. And I'm like, oh, no, it's, I can't do a crowdfunding campaign. That's I'm, I'm never going to raise the money. And it turns out 187 very you generous yep. friends and family uh, helped fund this Christmas album. So I was able yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. There you go. No, that's good. A cr- a crowdfunding is great. I think it, it makes perfect sense for this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Because people are basically pre-purchasing the album. I mean, yeah. that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just mailed 120 of them yesterday Wonderful. And today, so. There you go. No, yeah. this is this is super. Um, so are you back to writing? Is there going to be more music coming down the pipes oh, here? I hope we so. Have more music by I kind of got Bodsworth? the bug, you know, like when you're, start, when you're writing um, not for a specific event, like when it's, when it's prayerful or when it's, um, you know, just you're sitting and you're just waiting to be inspired like that's when the creative juices really well, does start it, does flowing. that happen do you find like I, I i mean i know so i speak to so many songwriters i've written some music myself you can't not be writing unless there's something going on um do you find that you are constantly writing or that like in those moments of prayers that music comes and you have written some songs or you've yeah. kind of started yeah oh yeah there's yeah. A, there's there's a few notebooks out there that <laughs> um, have parts of songs <laughs> throughout yeah so yeah so is is there a plan to, to do more? Or? Oh, absolutely. I hope yeah. so. I have this crazy idea that I want to do a, a sacrament album. Okay. And I have a song that I've written for baptism. I wrote for my uh, my godchild, Eliana, um, called Beautiful Child of God. And I, nice. I really think within the church, it'd be neat to have some new music out there that really supports all the sacraments, like including holy orders and having mm-hmm. a song about reconciliation and just having that out there for the Catholic community to use for those liturgical celebrations. Celebrations, celebrations and yeah. sacraments, yeah. yeah. You play at Mass, right? You still um, do? I, I don't. I When we moved, I sort of gave oh, up the directorship of the choir, and right. I, I canter once in a while at my okay. parish in Waterdown. Okay. Yeah. No, because I was going to ask you, sometimes when you are when you have that, I guess, require, I hate to say, that you know, it's because you have to go to Mass mm-hmm. and sing, that also is an opportunity to write music, or you might do a psalm setting or something yeah. because you're using it, right? Because none of the other psalm settings are not great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I used to. Yeah, I did that quite a bit when we, we were yeah. at Saint Anthony's writing. I did my own mass setting, and yeah, yeah it was really nice. But yeah. hopefully, hopefully in the future, I can get more involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and now that um, you've done a crowdfunding, you yeah. know how easy it is. Well, it was. I was very, very surprised and very humbled by the generosity and the support of you know friends and family. But also, I've mailed CDs to com- complete strangers, strangers yeah. honestly, that I don't know where they found it or who they are, but Wonderful. they just decided it was worth supporting. Which I know. is so nice. That is very nice. Yeah. Good, a great gift. <laughs> 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 but okay, so that and I want to end with with that. I guess final question. Um, did you? And I asked this question to uh, other people too. Yeah. The title of the album first or the song first? 
The song first. So you, it, it was a song that you wrote, The Greatest Gift, and yeah. you thought, okay, this kind of summarizes or encapsulates the whole theme of the album? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. it? That's it's not that simple. No, as that. it's as simple There's as no that. There wasn't story no, there. Not at all. Not at all. And the last, this song, the greatest gift is just. It's a fun song. It's a fun song, and I kind of really wanted to just, you know, mirror what my family gatherings are like. Just like fun and loud crazy. and dancing and crazy, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. You know. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. And again, hopefully, people will also be dancing and loud and crazy listening to this album <laughs> in the car or wherever I they listen so. to it because you can get it I mean obviously you can purchase the uh, physical album but it's also available on iTunes and is it on Spotify? It is yeah Spotify and other places but I'll, I'll that's all on Nancy's uh, website mm -hmm. nancybodsworth.com so it's easy to find thank you for coming in thank you so for good having to see me, you what a Pedro. great great excuse to, to see you um, and thanks for my copy of The Greatest Gift Thank you so much. Um, you can learn more about Nancy Bodsworth and her music and purchase this great album, The Greatest Gift, at her website, nancybodsworth.com. I'm going to put that link on our site so you can find it easily, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And again, if you missed part of this program or you want to go back and listen to some of the music that we played earlier in the show or to listen to the whole program, go to our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Here now is Nancy Bodsworth with the title track of her new Christmas album, the greatest gift. God gave his son to the world as a baby, a gift to all people to show us how to live. No room in the inn, make room in your heart. Take all that you have and give. Take all that you have and your poor slave or free. Take all that you have and give. Open your door, pull up a chair. All people everywhere give freely and joyfully. Traveled so far. The humble room, three wise men with gold and the sweetest perfume. Not about the presents under the tree. Open your hearts and see. We're listening to Nancy Bodsworth with The Greatest Gift from her album of the same name. And that will bring us to the end of the program. If you missed any part of the program, remember that you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. You can also listen to this show on Roku and find it on the Google Music Store, on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. No excuses for not listening. Just look for the Salt and Light Hour Catholic Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Deacon Pedro. Send me your comments. Always love to hear from you. Thank you for being with us today. Continue having a blessed Advent season. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been the Salt and Light Hour. Take all that you have and give. Open your door for love.
really enjoy.